Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here at Sunset Studio, as always, with a special new announcement to make here on the podcast, folks. We've got a new co host, Mr. Jesse Lucier. How are you, Jess? How's it going, guys? Pleasure to be a part of the show. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to give off my uh, hot takes and be wrong more than I'm right. <laughs> and of course, we've got uh, Paul McLean here with us, uh, the man behind all of the things that happen here at Sunset Studio. I'm loving this. It's less work for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to talk to you as much. It's going to be great. I'm listen to your bullshit about your abs all year long. <laughs> I should still going to have to listen, but. I'll, I'll chime in every once in a while. Yeah, once in a while. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. So uh, just before we get started tonight, uh, just a quick mention. We've got some new sponsors on the podcast, which we're super excited to have. Um, before we get to the new sponsors, uh, of course, our title sponsor is back this season, the China Hockey Group. Um, these guys are doing, doing tremendous work here in the hockey community in Hong Kong, developing new programs. They've got things from for all ages, um, kids to adults, men and women, boys and girls. So uh, check out ChinaHockeyGroup.com uh, for any information there. Uh, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com is also back with us. Uh, they've got all your headphone accessory needs. Check out their website as well. Wheel Hub Asia, Dom Brown, back on, back on the podcast this season as well. Uh, really happy to have those guys on board. Um, and of course, Yardley Brothers Beer didn't leave us, Polly. Uh, apparently, um, we've been doing, uh, doing some good work for Yardley Brothers Beer. They've been good to us. We've been doing good work for them. Apparently, they, <laughs> I've been doing. They keep coming back. I've been drinking all their beer. <laughs> what do you think, Jess? This new uh, lager we what got in our hand. Yeah. Hey, I mean, boys, you keep giving me this beer. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's how we. That's how we got Jesse. I'm just trying to put you in the same <laughs> mindset as I'm usually in. in uh, yeah, I'm sitting in your chair. Yeah, and uh, we've got two new sponsors this year. The Big Bite is back. Uh, these guys have been helping us out um, over the years, and uh, we're ex really excited to have them. Canadian-owned uh, restaurant here in Hong Kong, one of the only places that serves a, a decent poutine here in the city. So we're happy to have them. And our newest sponsor as well is a company called Found. They are Asia's first CBD concept store and cafe, and they're on a mission to bring the life-changing benefits of cannabinoids back to the region. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Found, uh, check out their website at found.hk. And of course, Sunset Studio, always here for us, and Paul McLean, um, as always. So, we're going to get right to it here, folks. Uh, we're going to do the first episode of the season as going to be an Eastern Conference preview. We're going to walk you through each team in, in both divisions and uh, give you our rankings and, and let you know how we thought they did over the, over the offseason. And we'll be back in two weeks' time with the Western Conference preview just before the NHL season starts. And also, I should note uh, that uh, there'll be some differences here in the podcast this year. Um, every two weeks, Jesse and I are going to do an episode basically about all the hot takes and the hot stories around the NHL. We're going to check in with the CIHL, local hockey around Asia. And also, um, on, in the third period, we'll continue with story time from Uncle Paul. And uh, we're going to continue with our audio questions, emails, or anything from our listeners. And we're happy to offer this this year. We're going to do a monthly draw for anyone that writes into the show or sends in an audio clip, question, or comment. Um, your name will go into a draw for uh, Across the Pond merchandise package. So all that being said, Jess, are you ready to kick off the Eastern Conference here with me? I'm ready, man. All Let's right, buddy. It. So I'm going to start by going through the Metro Division. And I'm going to start with who I think will be the bottom feeders. 
the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I have the Columbus Blue Jackets coming in eighth place this year in the Metro. A um, couple of their key acquisitions. They got Jacob Voracek, Adam Volkvist, and Jake Bean. They lost Seth Jones, Cam Atkinson, and Michael Delzato. So it seems to me like kind of a fair trades there. They didn't really get anything spectacular. Voracek's kind of at... I don't know if he's at the top of his game at this point of his career, um, but I do like Adam Boakvist. Uh, he's uh, he's a young defenseman they got from Chicago, and uh, yeah, so hopefully he'll be able to uh, to add something to their team. But I don't see them being anywhere near the top of this division. Um, just just not enough there, Jess. What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts on Columbus? Well, I think what's made this team just hang in there for the past few years was that two-headed monster. On the back end, yeah. Waranski and Seth Jones. Yeah. And, I mean, Bobkiss is a good player, but I don't know if he's where Seth Jones was at and is at, and I think that's going to be a big loss. Yeah. And you look at Columbus and just what's happened to that team, even just in the past five years, the type of players that have been there that have left, mm-hmm. you know, Panarin, Duchesne, yeah. um, Bobrovsky, you know, I, I don't know. I've never lived in Columbus, Ohio, but, you know, I, I think there might be a reason why people aren't sticking around. And maybe one of the biggest ones was the coach, Tortorella. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. There. But I think Voracek will fit in very good there. He'll play that style of game. Yeah. Uh, who he knows what's going to happen with Line A. Exactly. I think that's the biggest question mark there. Yeah. I mean, is Line A going to turn into a 50-goal scorer again? Or yeah. is he going to get lost in the shuffle there? I don't know if he's going to play the style of game that they want. He didn't prove anything last year. Yeah. How motivated is he? I'm unsure. Like, there's yeah. so many question marks for me, Columbus. So I mean, it's just tough. Remember his first game there, he, he got benched the whole second period. Yeah. His first, you know, huge trade, star yeah. player comes in, gets benched. Old school. Old yeah. school Tortorella mentality. And he's probably sitting there being like, especially coming from Winnipeg, where, you know, he might not have had the best relationship, but. Yeah. Paul Maurice is known for being a, a player's coach. Definitely. And then he goes there to probably the furthest thing in today's generation of coaches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from a player's coach. So, yeah. I, g- I got them, a, I gave them a, a B minus. Um, I don't think they did anything spectacular, obviously, and they didn't really hurt themselves either. I just don't think they're an improved team. Yeah. Um, just ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets, I've got the Philadelphia Flyers here in seventh place. and But this is a team that two years ago, you know, they went on a huge run. They they did. They had a great team, and and all of a sudden last year they just kind of hit a wall halfway through the year. Um, Giroux didn't look like himself, although he continues to put up points. He's going to get two or three power play points, you know, a night sometimes. So, and Jake Voracek was a big piece of that puzzle for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Cam Atkinson, in my opinion, uh, does not replace Jake Voracek, but they did bring in Ryan Ellis and Rasmus Ristolainen. And so. They got some good players there. I'm just, I'm just. They've struggled defensively yep. the last couple of years, and hopefully, you know, Ellis can can help that out. And yep. uh, Keith Yandel yeah. too coming in. Keith Yandel, yeah, exactly. Keith Yandel be good for the locker room. <laughs> yeah, he's a veteran. Provorov too. I think Provorov is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Yep. Um, but I agree. I, this was a team that I was really high on last year, and then you know the, the shakiness they had in net. Yeah. You know, I think we were all expecting Carter Hart to take a big step, That's and I true. think he took a big step back. Um, you know, people were pegging him for Olympics. This was going to be the guy, and, you know, he, uh, who knows what happened. But 
I mean, it's so tough. Right? Well, they must have high hopes because they were willing to give up Nolan, Pat Nolan Patrick, and Philip Myers. So it's kind of like they're going for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. to give up big young pieces like that, they mm. must have a sense that they're going to have a strong team, but I just don't see it. Yeah, I really liked Farabee. I think a lot of people yeah. out there might not be taking this guy seriously right now. Uh, he's an awesome player. Van Riemsdyk, who knows if he can stay in the lineup. I yep. mean, it was a great story seeing him come back in the playoffs and, mm -hmm. and chip in, but yeah, this team's a bit of an enigma, you know, that... But who knows? They could come out and win the division. It's I know crazy. exactly. So they were real. They're, yeah. I know they're a big question mark yeah. for me. Um, I gave them a B um, uh, for their offseason moves. I think B. they did maybe improve a little bit, but at what cost? Yeah. I mean, they gave up some young blood and they gave up a couple draft picks. So, not really sure about that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, maybe a bit of a surprise here for you, Jess. Uh, coming in sixth place here in the division, I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, they had an okay off season. I mean, I don't think they brought. They didn't bring in any big names. Brock McGinn and Danton Heinen, um, and they lost Jared McCann and Brandon Tanev. Right. So it's kind of like a, a fair trade again. There, there's no, there's no big pieces. They lost Cody CC as well. But the big story here is obviously Malkin's going to be out for a couple of months. Yep. And uh, Crosby just had surgery again on yep. his wrist. So that's always going to be a question mark. Um, if they get off to a slow start, and it's a team that's been known to get off to a slow start, and if they get too far behind, I just think they're going to get lost this year. And, and um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if the era of Sidney Crosby and Gino with an opportunity to win the Cup is over. Yeah. But it's certainly coming to an end. I mean, I've always been a Penguins guy. Mm -hmm. I grew up, I mean, like most Canadian kids, Sidney Crosby was the guy. But I'll play devil's advocate here a little yeah. bit. I think people forget that the Penguins won that division last year. They did. And a, a tough division. Mm -hmm. And in the, I'm looking at the stats here. In March, April, and May, in the last three months of the year, they lost six games in total. They were on fire. This is just a team that just knows how to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I would be so scared to play this team. Now, unfortunately, they haven't been able to get it done the last few years in the playoffs. Um, but again, I think that division for the last probably 10 years has arguably been the, the toughest. Um, I know last year was a bit different, but, you know, they, they won it, man. I mean, they I won know, the you're, division. You're totally you know? right. They won their division last year, and I got them coming in sixth place yeah. right now. But when I look at their lineup and their second-line center right now is Redeem Zohorna. Yeah, and uh, the third line is Evan Rodriguez with Brian Rust and Dominic Simone. Yeah, and their fourth line is Teddy Bluger with Brock McGinn and Zach Aston. So, so unless Crosby gets 250 <laughs> points, well, I mean, this is what I'm saying. If they yeah. if they go on a huge like if they don't get off to a good start, is Crosby going to be able to come back and turn the whole team around? Yeah. And Gino's not going to be back for a couple months. So I got another thing for you. Yeah. I think the reason why Brian Burke left TV. To come back into the NHL, one of the most, uh, let's just say, polarizing figures in the game. Yeah, I think he's going to be the guy who is a him and Hextall. Yeah, those are going to be the guys that will, you know, be the ones. If Crosby were to ever get traded, it's going to be him and them. And I or think Mall can ever I, get that's moved. a really good point, just because it takes a, it would take a veteran yeah. guy who's been around the league for a long time to pull a move. And Brian like Burke that. would like he put that on his gravestone. <laughs> I traded Crosby. Exactly. It's me. Yeah, I that's a great it. point. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Tristan Jari? Are you a Tristan Jari guy? Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of the same story that I think the Canucks went through a few years ago when they were just going through elite starter after elite starter. You know, think of the goalies these guys have had in just the last five years. It was yeah. a flurry. 
and then Matt Murray yeah. and Jari. I mean, Jari didn't have a great year last year. And, the, you know, they're watching Flurry go and win the Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, Matt Murray didn't have a great team, but he was also playing for the Sens. But, yeah. um, you know, they need him to be the guy, especially now where he's probably going to get 450 shots yeah. against a night. But my big, one of my other big things about the Penguins, I have, I've always been a Chris Letang guy. I've watched oh, yeah. him in junior. But this guy is, he'll be minus 30 at the end of the first month of this team. And he's, he's yep. going to be rattled. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he logs such big minutes. And I, I just don't know if that's a winning combination anymore because he should not be a first-line guy, in my opinion. Yeah. He should be on a second pair in, in a top-line power play. Um, he's not able to shut down the big guys anymore like he used to. He's such a freewheeler. Yeah. But, I mean, it seems to be catching up to him. It's just so crazy to think, you know, the Penguins – I know. Yeah, I'm looking at their roster right now with no Malkin, no Crosby. I mean, you know, these guys, I know they're hurt right now, but the NHL, the face of the NHL is just changing. It's it's, it totally it's crazy is. to think. When they brought in Jeff Carter, he was he was logged as a third-line center. Yeah. And now he's their first-line center. <laughs> so, I mean, things Falling are... Falling up by Radim Zahorna. They could, exactly. Let's bring him up. Zahorna. Zahorna, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to find out about this kid, and um, and yeah. hopefully he'll prove us wrong, Jess. Watch him I be do, a stud. I do enjoy the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> yeah, I'm, me too. I'm a huge Crosby fan, yeah. and I hate to see him struggle, but I, I'm i not convinced that the uh, that the Penguins are going to do well this yeah, year. Yeah, I agree with that. So their offseason, I gave them a C plus. Yeah, not much um, to do I there. think they needed to bring in a couple pieces, but they have major cap issues. Oh, yeah. And this is this is going to be a common thing that we talk about throughout the night and throughout mm. throughout the season. The salary cap actually went down from last year when they thought it was going to go up. So and when we get into some finance talk, a couple later, a <laughs> couple later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're not sleeping by then, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not asleep, we'll <laughs> get I know you guys will be. <laughs> Um, and ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins, I've got a surprise for you here. The New Jersey Devils are wow. going to be fighting for the final playoff spot with the Rangers. Wow. So I got the Devils coming in fifth right now. Um, I don't think uh, I, bringing in Dougie Hamilton is big was huge for them. Uh, drafting Luke Hughes was a was a major opportunity for the franchise as well. Uh, mm. He's going to be a stud. They brought in Thomas Tatar from the Habs, who's going to be a role player there. He he's a good defensive player. Big contract. Chip, big contract, but he'll chip in with a few goals and he'll play good defensively for yeah. them. Um, they lost Ryan Murphy, uh, Ryan Murray, sorry, uh, Will Butcher and Nathan Bastion. So they definitely upgraded in their trades. I think they had the best offseason, uh, one of the best offseasons yep. in the whole league. Um, Ryan Graves, too. Can't yeah, forget so about Ryan Graves. Ryan Graves coming in from the Rangers. Really good player. And oh, this is where Bernier ended up as well. Bernier's going to be uh, back up to McKenzie Blackwood. Right. In New Jersey. So I gave the Devils... Just an another tracksuit for Bernier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> add to the wall. Uh, so I'm giving the Devils an A. Um, yeah. I think they had a tremendous offseason. Um, they got a good young team, and it's time for the Devils. They've got... P.K. Subban is on their third pair now. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got some depth there. Uh, they got some good young blood, and I think... Um, just bringing yeah. in, making a huge offseason move, I yeah. think just boosts the morale of the team so much, and the top one of the top free agents available was Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, and, and now they, they have a legitimate. I think they have a legitimate top two. So Ryan Graves, you know, a couple really good years mm -hmm. in Colorado, uh, playing on a team that could have won the cup. So he's going to know what it takes. Um, you know, it, it makes me wonder if he got moved because I think he made that big mistake in uh, the playoffs there last year. Oh yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, you know, look, I'm I'm biased. I was a defenseman, but I I wholeheartedly believe if you want to have success in the NHL, it all starts with your decor. Yeah. If you have a solid decor, your goalie's going to play better. And when you're just if your decor can just constantly be moving the puck up the ice, it's going to give guys like Heischer more time on the offensive blue yeah. lines. You know, Jack Hughes giving him more time. The more time you can spend in the offensive zone with these guys, the more and more likely obviously you're going to score. But mm-hmm. without that decor, and I don't think Subban is the player he used to be. I don't think he's you know anywhere near the Norris Trophy winner he used to be. Yeah, but he's hiding on a third pair in New Jersey now. Yeah, yeah that's it's expensive. Like, third that's weird, pair. right? Doesn't that seem strange? Again, I think it just goes to the point. I mean, the the face of the NHL is changing. I mean, you know, we look at. I mean, we'll get into it later. But some of the biggest names, you know, uh, it, it it's it's crazy how the landscape is completely shifting. Yeah. And uh, I can tell why the you know the old souls will still talk about like the, their glory days, yeah. like Gratzky and all these guys. But it's happening right right before us right now. Exactly. So I got the New Jersey Devils just slightly behind the next team, the New York Rangers. I got them squeaking into the playoffs. I really like what the New York Rangers did um, in the off season. Um, they brought in toughness, and they've already got goal scoring. They've they've got maybe one of the best goal scorers in the league in Artemi Panarin on their second line right now. And they got some toughness. So Barclay Goodrow, Ryan Reeves, and Sammy Blay, who they got from the St. Louis Blues. I mm. love that guy. He's mm. like, he's the kind of guy who reminds me of like um, Nick Ritchie. He's a guy who can score twenty goals, yep. and he he finishes every check. So I had like I had him on a fantasy team one year. Chris Drury, six hits a game. Chris Drury <laughs> comes in. Yeah, Chris Drury comes in as the new GM. Yeah, making moves right away. Complete new coaching staff. You know, I think. They had Lafreniere, yep. who was, we were talking about this guy, like he was going to be the next one. Yeah. The guy was buried on the fourth line playing six, seven minutes a night. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe has shouldn't not, have been there right? last year. Maybe yeah, should maybe. have been developing. But I still think when you get these young guys, you got to give them the chance. Lafreniere's never played a hockey game where he's not the guy. Yeah. It's, that's and then so you're true. burying him on the fourth line. How's he going to develop? Yeah. And I think that's what, the, I don't even know who their new coach is now, but... Um, but I do know their assistant coach. I actually used to play for him, uh, Midge. Um, he, he's there now. And I, I think you're going to see them play the snot out of the kids. And uh, hopefully, you know, they can – I think this is their year, especially a guy like Kako now. He's been in the league a couple years. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't take long. Oh, yeah, there you go, Gerard Gallant. I mean, yeah. you know, tell How me, can you forget Gerard Gallant? Right? Probably the best coach in the NHL. Right? He's, a t- he's a top three in my books. So there you go. So, so and I mean, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder the way his tenure had ended. And uh, thank you for that, Paul. Nice one. Come on, boys. <laughs> yeah. I'm on it. See, this <laughs> is going to work out Shout just out Paul, great. Yeah, I thank love you. it. Woo. Fact check us. We'll yeah. be here all night. But Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gerard Gallant, you know, with, with Midge, uh, two East Coast guys. So, uh, you know, I, I think... And then you look at what the Rangers were able to do coming down the stretch, and I think yes. they just missed. Um, you know, I'm glad that Fox had won the Norris because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were sleeping on him at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. And I think people forget. Remember, at the beginning of the year was with that whole fiasco happened with D'Angelo. That's right. And this guy had f- like 60 points, the second top scoring D, and they just said, "Pack your stuff and leave." Yeah. And Fox stepped up, and 
Yeah, yeah, uh, I really I like this team, right. man. Uh, Mika's a band of Jad Kreider yeah. and Lafreniere on the first line. Yeah. Mika's the kind of guy like he had like a five goal game. Did he have two five goals? Man, games you watch Sports Center and like on a Tuesday he'll have six points in yeah. the second period. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's so streaky. It's crazy, man. He's so capable it's crazy. though. And then Sens fans, I just, love Ryan so Strom because he plays both ends of the ice in the second line, yeah. second line center role there with Panarin and Capo Caco. Yeah. And then you've got good uh, Barclay Goodrow with Filipino and. Uh, yeah, and uh, crafts off, and then their fourth line is Sammy Blay with Ryan Reeves and Kevin yeah. Rooney. I mean, now they've got someone to back up all mm. these young guys: Lafreniere, Panarin, and Capo. I mean, it's it's a real good mix in my books. Yep. And uh, again, like you said, Adam Fox, um, he's going to be teamed up with Ryan Lindgren by the looks of it. Mm. Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba on the second line, yep. and uh, Patrick Nemeth and and uh, Niels Lundqvist is a young guy with uh, with a lot of with a lot of. Uh, with a lot of upside. Yeah, watch uh, out for this team. Watch really out. watch out. I think they're going to be a really solid team. Their question mark, again, could be in goal because uh, they've got a two-headed monster there. Mm. They've got two goalies again, and I'm never a big fan of this two-goalie, two-number ones. Never works. Um, Georgiev and Shesterkin are going to be fighting for it, mm. and, and sometimes that's good for competition, but halfway through the season, they better have a, a true number one yeah, if they want I to agree. be a contender. I totally agree. Um so I gave the New York Rangers a B plus. Yeah. Um, they did not bring in the biggest names in the book, but they brought in three tough character guys who are going to add a lot. And I was watching uh, watching Sportsnet the other night, or, and uh, they were showing Ryan Reeves giving tips to the boys on how to drop the mitts, and yeah. you know they're just going to be a lot tougher. They're going to be an interesting <laughs> team. They haven't had that. They haven't yeah, had any right. any spunk in their lineup. It's good for, for the a NHL. While. It's good for the NHL when the Rangers are a good team. I think that's it's true. just it's good. You it know, is. The really. Apple gets humming, and yeah. it's just it's good. It's fun for other teams that go there, and yeah, absolutely. You want the Rangers to be a good team. Um, I've got the Washington Capitals next, coming in third place in the Metro. But this, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it. Um, because they could flip flop with the Pens, or they could flip flop with the Flyers. Win the cup, <laughs> or they could win, <laughs> win the, the cup. cup yeah. I mean, this is a team. They didn't make any big moves. They yeah. re-signed uh, Vanacek in nets. Uh, Matt Irwin and Dylan McElrath came in, so it's nothing big there. Big Z, yeah. Big Z departure. The, the departure of Big Z, Brendan Dillon, who was just an absolute stud on the line, um, and Michael Raffle. So they definitely didn't improve over the off season, but. If Kuznetsov and Backstrom are healthy all year with Ovechkin with a new contract, yep. I think you're going to see a really motivated Alex Ovechkin this year because there's so much question marks about him, whether he can pass Gretzky. and Can he still That's perform? Can he score 40 goals again? He yep. needs the average of 45 goals a year, I think, for the yeah. next four or five years. But again, years. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy who can do it. He uh, can he, do you know, it. He doesn't. He doesn't even need to move. Everyone knows what's going to happen. Do you think he's? Do you think there's going to be a time in his career where he's going to have to step away from the physical side as he like his normal style because he's because of his age? I mean, you look just even look at the longevity he's had. Like he never misses games. I know. You know. I, I don't know what. He's tough as nails. Right. Yeah. But, he's yeah. So I don't tough. know. But again, I think all he needs to do is just, just get him the power. Like you, you watch him on the power play. He won't move yeah. for like a minute and 50 seconds. And everyone knows what's coming. And everyone knows, and they're they're cheating so hard. <laughs> yeah. And I heard a story one time where it was a coach that Washington was in town, and uh, they had cheated. They were, the, the, the penalty kill was cheating to say, let Backstrom just walk in and shoot because yeah. he never shoots. Yeah. So they were giving him basically from the hash marks into the slot. Mm-hmm. And they were taking away Carlson up top and Ovechkin, yeah. uh, you know, in the half wall. 
and he walked in to basically the bottom of the circle, like from the ladies' tees in front of the net, and he still found the pass. Passed through three guys, and they score. <laughs> coaches, and they and I guess the coach was giving them, a, you know, giving them a heck on the bench, and yeah. they just looked back and said, well, "What do you want us to do? There's yeah. nothing we can do." He's a special player. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Backstrom as well. Maybe Mantha too, if they if he can well, find a, his that's game. That's a question mark too. But and you got Tom Wilson. I think this is where I was getting at. Mm. Ovechkin can kind of, I think. He's got to he's got to slow down a little bit with the physical part of the game in order to yeah, maintain. Tom if he, Wilson will pick if he wants to score forty five goals a year and play eighty games, yeah, um, I don't know at the, at his age because he's got a lot of hard miles on him, man, and yeah. and I just don't know how he can keep it up. I mean, I'm sure he's going to prove me wrong, yeah. but when you got Tommy, when you got terrible Tommy on that 52. line with you, yeah, this year when he gets he doesn't 55. have to play that role anymore, True. you know, so. Their second line is TJ Oshie, Backstrom, and Anthony Mantha. So this so team great. is still top deep. Six, man. Their top six is still great. Yeah. And their D their D core is also really solid with Carlson and Orlov and Kempney and Schultz and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, uh from come over from uh, Chicago. Um, where are you on him? I mean, look, I think he's it's a good third pair guy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, you need them. You need guys like that who you can just put out there for 15, you know, 14, 15 minutes a night. Yeah. And I think you'd be that guy. Now, do I see him being, you know, top three? No chance. No. But, yeah, anytime you can just legitimize, look at, you know, look at some other teams. I mean, I'm dying to get to the Leafs here, but yeah. the, the <laughs> Leafs, exactly, you know. Is well, Carlson going to take a drop off this year, too? I, mean, I don't know, man. I just think he's still he's, got it. Yeah. You know, he's just still got it. They he's, score so many goals. I think, you know, just looking here quickly. You know that I think, from what I can tell here, this team last year scored the second most goals in the NHL mm-hmm. behind yeah, the Pittsburgh score. Penguins. Yeah, <laughs> you know they can uh, definitely still score. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, so my off-season grade for the Washington Capitals was C minus. I yeah. think they definitely uh, took a step back. Yeah, but with the firepower that they've got there. I They're mean, just betting on themselves You better again, stay eh? out of the box. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're just betting on themselves exactly. and running it one more year. One more year. Before they blow exactly. it all Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so uh, just ahead of them, I've got the Carolina Hurricanes. A lot of talk about the Canes this offseason. Mm. And as we talked about earlier, Jess, I was big on the Hurricanes the last couple of years, like you said you were as well. Yeah. Um, they brought in, uh, they lost Dougie Hamilton. They lost Nadelkovich and so they lost both of their goalies who had amazing seasons last year. Yeah. Very strange. And they lost their number one D. So how are they still a good team? Well, Kakaniemi's gonna fit real nice in there with that with their with their young guys. And don't sleep on Ethan Bear, because he is a phenomenal defenseman. He yeah. plays both ends of the ice. He's really hard to tough to up uh, to play against. Biggest question mark there for me is Freddie Anderson. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping. Uh, Freddie can get back to form. I mean, obviously, he dealt with injuries last year. He never really got a chance to become Toronto's number one goalie. Never really. He, he was there for two years, was it? I think he was there for a while. Or was actually. there three years? Uh, he never. It yeah. seemed like he just never got into a groove with that team. He never got their confidence. He never had the confidence of the city. Yeah. Um, and that's a real tough city to play in as a goalie. Yeah. So I just. He was there since 16. Since 16. So okay. He's been there a while. Well, um, I agree. But yeah, so they gave uh, up on you, him really quick. They too. gave up on him, and Jack Campbell took over last year. He had a, a phenomenal run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not talking about the Leafs yet. We'll, we'll yet. get to them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Jesse we'll get to them. Popped. We'll get to them. You guys will never boys. guess who Jesse's favorite team is. <laughs> um, but I agree. I think I, I've really liked this team for a long time, and uh, 
you know they're so deep up front. They're a very good team. Rob Brendamore has got this team just absolutely rocking. That rink rock and rolls. Yeah. Um, I think not having Dougie Hamilton is going to hurt, but he was hurt for most of the year last year, and they yeah. did just fine. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point. He I think Jacob Slavin, a lot of people don't He's realize awesome. just how yep. good he is. Mm-hmm. Ethan Bear getting out of Edmonton, uh, where you know the pressure's been on there. I, you know, I can't imagine. He's probably just going to have a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Brady Shea, really good. Brett Pesci. I mean, this is a good decor. Yep. Tony D'Angelo, we've talked about him. I mean, you know, if you can kind of pull together, uh, this guy is a stud. Um, but losing that goalie like that, like... I know losing two goalies in your top D is when really like, hard. Like, what, what was? Did he win the Calder? Yeah, yeah. Like this guy was just <laughs> like a star goalie, and they got a third round pick for him. I know it doesn't. Everyone make was sense. like, "What did Steve Eisman do?" Like, he, you know. But the, everyone knows about the owner in Carolina, where you know this guy comes in, huge fan, <laughs> says, "I'm never drafting a defenseman in the first round ever. We're only going offense." So. Uh, who knows how much? I mean, they put. I think when they were trying to find a GM, they they were like putting resumes out on job boards. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, right now it's a great time to be in Carolina. It's a great time to be a Carolina fan. I agree with you. I actually think they might have taken a step back. I don't know if I'm on them as much as I have been. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure uh, Nadalkovich was a, f- a finalist for the right. uh, Calder right. last year. Right. Um, but a, still, lot of, a lot of incorrect takes happen. It's all right. Paul's going right to point out all our mistakes at the He's end. Gonna this gonna edit the podcast is going to be eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> podcast is going to be six minutes long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be a quick one. Um, but yeah, I know. I know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of question marks around this team, but when I look at that top nine, I mean, they don't have a top six like every other team. They've got a top nine. Their third line right. is Kakaniemi, Trocek, and Taravainen. Um, there's just so much depth there. Um, this Sebastian team is Aho, another year older. I, exactly. So I'm thinking yeah. Aho, Svechnikov, Tara Vinen. They're they have to have the year that they need. Like they, yeah. we've been waiting on these guys to have huge years, and they've had spurts. Mm. And this, but they've been a really good team, but they just haven't been over, get over the hump the last few years. But I think they're really close this year. Yep. So I've got them in second place, and I'm giving them a B minus. Yeah, because I don't really, I'm not really down on their moves. Um, I think uh, at first when they when they made that offer sheet to Cock and Niemi, um, I never really thought they were going to actually want that to happen. Yeah, but it seems like they kind of knew it was going to happen all along, and yeah. that's just another young piece that they added in there. So I, I heard that people, because uh, Montreal did that to Aho a few they years did. ago, and the Carolina yeah. laughed, right? Exactly. But I thought it was just kind of a way to, you know, give it back to the Canadians. And then, they did. And then it worked out. I know, and it worked out for them. I couldn't, but yeah. like, and then yeah, there was a lot of debate around that. But I just, I think it was a good move. I think, um, yep. I think they they got a good young player there in Kakaniemi. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll talk about Montreal in a little while. Yeah, but uh, we'll fine. keep gravitating. <laughs> so I give them. We gotta a, get through the rest. Come I on. gotta give them a B minus. <laughs> and uh, I've got the Islanders uh, in first place here in the yes, Metro, folks. No surprises there. Um, this team is just, you know, they're really well built. And I, in my opinion, I thought they they might have won that Tampa Bay series last year if um, Anders Lee was in the lineup. They were so close, and they just needed an extra goal or two here or there to get over that hump with Tampa. Yeah, um, they re-signed Richard Panic and Kyle Palmieri and Casey Sezikis. They lost Nick Letty, who's a real good skater, good puck moving defenseman, but I don't think that's going to hurt them too much. They lost Eberly, who's hot and cold, a guy who who scored some real big goals for yep. them over the last few years. And where did he go again? 
Uh, good question. Check that out. Um, Paul, oh, he's <laughs> off the desk. <laughs> you can check it out. Right. Um, I'm going to take a look. Um, yeah, so their lineup didn't really change a whole lot, but they didn't need to change much. Yep. Obviously, they've been, in, they've been at the top of the, the division the last few years. Barzell's only getting better still. Yep. Um, Palmieri. I think he's Team Canada, without a doubt. I think Barzell be Team be. Canada. Has to be. Yeah. Kyle Palmieri. Um, that was a real big pickup by Lou at the end of the yep. season there, bringing him in, and they were able to keep him around and Anders Lee on the first first line. That and, fourth <clears> line <throat> is probably the only line in the NHL that's been together. That's the best fourth line in the league for a and long time. And they've been time. together for so long. Yeah. And um, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, and Beauvillier. Beauvillier is an absolute stud goal oh, yeah. scorer, and Nelson and Bailey have been there forever. He was one of the best players in junior hockey at, like, 16. Yeah. Remember playing against him and just unbelievable came in. Full package, you know, he's got the grit, size, speed. He's just got that ability to protect pucks. Yeah. Playoff performer, he got the job done in the playoffs, which is huge. I mean, this team's been in the conference final, I think, like three years in a row. There's a lot of character on this team. They're yeah, well coached. They might have the best coach in the league. Yeah. Um, Zach Parise, what are you what are your thoughts on this signing? I mean, he's certainly not the player he used to be. No, he's um, not. Third line winger on the Islanders, though. But hey, I mean, there's no pressure now. You know, you come in, do what you can, contribute where you can. And this guy just strikes me as um as a, a Barry Trotz guy. You know, he'll yeah. be his his, you know, shut down. Look, we don't need you to score on this team. We just need you to yeah. play defense so when we're playing against when we do get to the final conference final when you're playing against kutrov or whatever mm-hmm. they can put him out there trust him any situation i mean he's done it been to the cup final he's done it yeah right? he's done it all he's been around certainly can't <coughs> hurt man if jumbo joe can have an impact <laughs> yeah, exactly. i think Parise but can. i i think i think Parise is going to be really motivated yeah. as well because he kind of got a raw deal in minnesota right. um you know he did i don't think he really wanted to pack up and move but when you get a call from lou lamorello and uh, your coach is going to be Barry Trotz, and you've been mm-hmm. in the conference finals the last couple of years. And just to I go, mean, yeah, exactly, go to that team. I mean, why not? <laughs> Look at Place the decor. Rocking. I'd like to get yep. your opinions here because I, I'm big on Noah Dobson. Oh, um, yeah. This this guy's ready to take a step in the right direction. Yep. It looks like they're moving him up to the second pair this year with Andy Green, who's like 150 years old. Yeah. So plays he, the same game. He plays the same game. He's going to learn a lot from him. And yep. the Pelic Pulak top two, I mean, those guys are underrated. Yep. I think um, Pelic again, uh, Team Canada guy. Yeah, think you think so? It. I think he can do it. Well, I can't wait to do an Olympic preview. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we do that now? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Time. We, <laughs> we're going Leafs and Team Canada. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, um, I really love them bringing in Big Z. Um, you know, yeah. he just, he does so many little things on and off the ice for his team. And yeah. and I know uh, Paul's a big Z- Zdeno Chara guy. Um, must be... Um, it's going to be great for him to be back in Long Island, kind of full story, circle, right? right back where he yeah. began. Um, he was he was an unknown player yeah. in in the uh, in Long Island and went to Boston and became a superstar. It'll be interesting to see what it takes for the Islanders to get over that hump. You know, are they yeah. going to be a team that is just a very good team that the champs always have to get through, which they have been. Mm-hmm. And every you know every decade, half decade has those teams. Yeah. You know the Ducks were that team for a long time, but uh, I really, I, I'm, I really think if they stay healthy, I think the biggest issue again was Anders Lee at the end of the year. They needed him. He was, he's the, he makes the power play move. He's, he's the guy in front of the net. Um, he make, he wreaks havoc around every team's. Was there a guy tenor. Varlamov? Was he the guy? Yeah, Varlamov, and then they got Sorokin. Sorokin, um, Sorokin very capable as well. But I think if Noah Dobson can 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 step That's a key. up, yeah. 
then this team is going to be dangerous. Yeah. But he's got to be their power play, you know, yeah. guy. Well, he's got to be Nick Letty. Right. But he's he's a lot younger, and he's going to— I he think can do he's, it, man. I remember watching this guy in the Memorial Cup. I think he's got more Cup. scoring punch, right? Yeah, well, I watched this guy in the Memorial Cup, and he just dominated the game. Yeah. Like, he can do it again. He, he'll, he'll get there. I completely agree. Yeah. So I'm giving the Islanders a B plus um, because it really didn't have to do too much. Yep. They had to shed a little salary. I think that's where Everly got lost. Yep. But it also allowed them to bring in um, to bring in Parise. So that's not a downplay to me. Like, bringing in Parise over Jordan Everly, I mean, tit for tat in my books. They're third-line yep. guys uh, that can play both ends of the ice. Yep. So, again, there's my... Uh, Metro Division rankings, I got the Islanders, Hurricanes, Capitals, Rangers, Devils, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Columbus. Crazy. Yeah, so folks, uh, we're going to... Uh, we want your opinions on these. Uh, if you have anything to uh, make sure, make sure you write in and uh, give us your thoughts on our predictions here. And Jesse, let's move on to the Atlantic, the division we've been waiting to talk about okay. for a long time. Okay. So take over here. So it's good to see the Atlantic back. I mean, I think last year's experiment with, you know, the Canadian division and all that stuff, it was so great. But I, I'm actually really excited to, to get back to, you know, the old, the older format. Um, yeah. See some other games besides, you know. The Leafs and Habs and all these other... I don't want to talk about that yet. But <laughs> Anyway, so let's dive right into it. So, yeah. um, I mean, no big surprise here. Bottom of the barrel to start. I mean, the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. I mean... Dumpster fire. It's just an absolute disaster mm -hmm. in Buffalo right now. And, you know, they, I think they've added a, a couple, like, decent players. Um, you know, Vinny Hinshosa just... But again, like, you know, I think Will Butcher on the back end could help. Yeah. Um, you know who else did they add? Greg and Craig Anderson, uh, Aaron Dell, just a, another backup. Um, you know it's just <laughs> and uh, Anderson's a question mark because he right. he'll go through a couple uh, streaks where he'll be ama he'll be amazing. Yeah, but he is not a number one goal in the NHL anymore. No chance. Those days are gone. No chance. And I'm just bringing up their uh, lineup here, but um, they're really weak down the middle, in my opinion. I mean, they're weak everywhere, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, look, and then we got to talk about it, right? Yeah. Jack Eichel, yeah. like that disaster that's happening right now. You know, you look at these pieces that they've added, you know, Vinny Hinnestroza, one-year deal. Uh, Mark Pissick, one-year deal. Will Butcher, one-year deal. All these guys, one-year deal. And I don't think that's a fluke. No, it's not. These guys are saying, you know what? I want to play in a top role, yeah. and I'm going to go to the worst team, and I'm not going to be there for long. Yeah. You know, they're going to do what Taylor Hall did. Yeah. Um, you look at who left now. Sam Reinhart gone last year. Rasmus Ristolainen gone. Jake McCabe gone. You know, Linus Allmark gone. Yeah. Uh, they did re-sign Casey Middlestad, which is good for them. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually think this Yoki Haru guy is, is a pretty good player. Yep. But I just think right now they're the laughing stock of the NHL. Um, you know, Dalene had a terrible year last year. I mean, the whole squad did. I think he was minus like two billion. <laughs> but... You know, it's just, it's a disaster in Buffalo right now. I think their offseason, aside from, you know, kind of the just pieces they've added, the whole fiasco with yeah. Jack, I, I'm going to give them an F. I'm going to say you failed <laughs> yeah. the offseason. This is the first just, on the podcast we have an F. They failed, you know, yeah. and I think if the NHL had like a, 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 regu like a relegation, yeah. The Buffalo Sabres would be in the AHL next year. Well, uh, you're looking, I'm looking at their roster right now and, 
Jeff Skinner's the most unmotivated player I've ever seen. Ever. Um, Dylan Cousins, their first. How could you center. not be? How could you not be? Dylan Cousins loved him in the World Juniors. Great yeah. player. He's not a number one center in the NHL. Not yet. Definitely Victor Olsson's got a lot of upside. He's, he can score. He can score. That guy can shoot. Um, but I mean, they had 15 wins last year. 56 yeah. game season, man. Will they over under 15 wins this year? You know, they're playing 82. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look, I actually think it's going to be better for that team to get rid of Eichel. They're going to get steamrolled yeah. by the trade. There's no way they can get any value for it. I think Eichel just refuses to play there. Yeah. You know, for, for your listeners who don't really know what's happening, I'm sure they do, but uh, he's supposed to be getting a, a surgery. He's injured. Uh, I don't know what the surgeon is. I'm not going to pretend I'm a doctor, but... Yeah. He, uh, he doesn't. Problems. He disagrees. Yeah. He disagrees with what the team's saying he should get. He wants to do a bit more of a um, like an exploratory one mm-hmm. that will get him back into the game. The team wants to go with the more classic route. Eichel's point is that it's his body; it should be his decision. And you know, right or wrong, the Sabers are saying, "Well, we, you like you're our asset. You're under our contract, and yeah. we've invested uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in you." Yeah, and. So you're going to do what we tell you. And it's just been this ugly, ugly fight that I think is going to set a... Whatever the outcome is, I think it's going to set an interesting precedent moving forward. Yeah. But as of the offseason this year, the Buffalo Sabres, I mean, this thing... It, I, it, you think it can't get any worse? Yeah. And then you just turn on the news and it's like they're stripped the captain of his sea and I he know. refuses to play. Like, I, I And Jeff Skinner is just there again. Everyone and, goes there, demands a trade-out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, this is a team, I'm one of the only teams in the NHL in my books that doesn't have an identity. Yeah. They don't have an identity. They don't, they're not solid on D. Nope. They're not an offensive team. Um, they don't have great goaltending. I just, every team needs to have an identity and this team needs to find one. Their quicker. identity is the laughing stock in the NHL. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's, it's a shame because you know, I remember that team when they had like Danny Briere, the Hashik days, right? Like a member of Finneganov. This yeah. team can be an exciting team, and Buffalo is a great sports town. Yeah, it's just such a disaster right I know. now. And Buffalo fans, it's not getting any better. I know. There's I know. no light right now. <laughs> There's just no hang light. in there. Hopefully, the Bills can have a season, <laughs> and just hang in there. F failed. You're gonna yeah. be last again. Sorry. There you go. I'm <laughs> okay, moving on. Ingredients with you. Mo- moving on uh, to a team that has been going through it. I think there may be are on the staircase of getting out of it. The Detroit Red Wings mm-hmm. are going to be second last in that division. Um, you know, just, again, this lineup doesn't have much. And we were talking about this before we started. I look at their roster, and I like to think that I'm a guy who uh, is involved in hockey and knows, you know, the kind of new guys who are coming in, different players. And I look at this lineup, and th- there's – guys that I don't even recognize you know there's there's names on here I don't even know um but I will say why I'm not uh you know harping on too bad is they've added a couple of defensemen Mm -hmm. uh which for me is huge uh I I actually like their decor and again back to our conversation about the Hurricanes they some Steve Eisenman somehow managed to get this guy's Nedeljkovic is going to be their goalie for 15 years he could be Right, and they just got him for nothing, and Third then they got pick, was it right? Yeah, and you know he brought in his uh, I don't know if it was last year, but you know Adam Ernie who he had in uh, Tampa, uh, who he drafted when he was there. Another guy, I think a uh, um, a guy for your listeners to to watch that's going to be new on the scene this year is Marit Sider, okay, defenseman. Uh, he's a German. I watched him in the World Juniors. 
I think a couple years ago now, just a really solid defenseman. He was a, I think he was a fifth overall pick. Another great uh, draft choice by, but you know, by Eiserman and his staff. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player. They grabbed Nick Letty, mm-hmm. and you know, um, but again, Danny DeKaiser is your your top pairing. I think it's going to be an ugly year again, but I think they're they're on the right path. So, um, you know, they got Ernie for a while. Bertuzzi, they got him at a pretty team friendly deal. I think. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know if he's the top I like, guy. I love Tyler Bertuzzi. Right. Yeah. A good team friendly deal, yeah. four and a half uh, or four point seven five, and Verana, who's like uh, to me, is kind of come out of nowhere. Now he's just an elite scoring winger. Well, he was kind of buried in Washington. Right. He didn't get a lot of scoring opportunities there. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely an and elite. And Sam Gagne, scorer. I think they just signed him because he had ten points against him one one year back, way yeah. back when. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm gonna give him. <clears throat> I'm actually gonna give them. You know, a B plus. Uh, I like what they've done. Yep. Mostly just because of Nadelkovich. <laughs> now, well, that's true. Well, that, well that's that where out, you but, start. That's yeah. you got to start in the back. And now end, they've right? got a real. Uh, I don't know much about Pia Suter, um, but I I've heard his name a few times. Yeah, I don't know him at all. And yeah, I'm curious good, to see how he's going to fit in there as a second line centerman. Yeah. Um, but Two yeah, year, three the, and a half. The team has the team has an identity. They've got they've got the right people. They like the right leadership there with Stevie Y. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think. There's no dumpster fire happening there. There's nobody yeah. looking to get out. The team is rebuilding. They're yep. okay with it. Yep. And they're going to build, and they're going to build through the draft, and that's what the Detroit Red Wings have yep. been famous for doing. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time. And again, it's just like the Rangers. The, the, the league's a better place when the Red Wings are a good team. Yeah. You know, I mean, us growing up, they were good legit every year. For they, 20 years. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Buffalo, Detroit. And originally on my list, much to your dismay, Mm-hmm. But I've changed my mind. Mm. Uh, next is going to be the Ottawa Senators. Okay. Uh, I think similar to Detroit, uh, they've they're of course they're in a rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're rebuilding, and I think they've got their foundation, they've got their core. Yeah. It, they're young, and it's going to take time, but. Uh, I really like what they've done, and some of their players took a big step. Uh, and I think what's good about Ottawa now is these guys are right at the point where they haven't been able to quite break through, but they're all their contracts are all due, so they can get these guys long term for cheap. Yeah. And then when they do start breaking through, a perfect example is this Drake Batherson, six year deal, uh, just under five million a year. That's an incredible deal, right? He's he's going to be well. He's on the first line now. He's going to be a stud. If he gets seventy points a year for the yeah. next five years, that will be. Arguably the best deal in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, the Shane Pinto guy uh, scored a beauty. Uh, I think he scored the OT winner in the preseason game. Yeah. Um, you know, just, again, another good player that I think could, could probably play this year. Um, and then they picked up Tyler Ennis, Delzato, Nick Holden. Just, I think these guys were just, you know, you have to scroll down to find them in uh, mm-hmm. the free agent list. But I, 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 I kind of like just adding a couple of players, but they haven't done much else and you know their their lineup still isn't great but what's interesting about ottawa i was looking through this today so going back to last season you know that there was two in the canadian division right there was mm-hmm. two really good teams uh, three right because edmonton had a pretty good year yeah the way they fared against all these teams calgary they were six and three montreal they were six three and one yeah right toronto split season series vancouver they were just under 500 three four and two and Winnipeg, they were four, five, and one. Right, right. These are all good teams. They now were, Edmonton, <clears throat> they were never a pushover. There was never an easy night against Edmonton. The they were zero and nine. 
0-9 against yeah. Edmonton. Yeah, I think. Oh, my. McDavid and Dreisaitl had, I think McDavid had 50 of his points, <laughs> 50 of his 100 points against the Sens last year. Wow. Yeah, but so what I'm saying is, you know, this team just hung around. Yeah. They had a pretty good year, mm-hmm. you know, all things considered. Um, when you look up and down their wings, I see a lot of potential there. They're, they're, they don't have the depth at center to me to yet to be an elite team. Like, if you look down the left side there, they've got Kachuk, Stutzla, Nick Paul, and yeah. Alex Form- Formanton. Is yeah. that how you say yeah. it? He scored a beauty this morning, too, yeah. uh, in, the, in the preseason. And on the right side, you've got Batherson, Connor Brown, Zach Sanford, and Austin Watson, who's a proven fourth liner in yeah. the league. Down the middle, though, little questioning. Yeah. Oh, sorry, a big question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh Norris, good player. Yeah. And he's he was a little underrated. He's a guy who's who's going to be a legit uh yeah. a legit number 1 center someday. Yeah. But Chris Tierney, Shane Pinto, like you said, maybe not ready for this I mean, role look, yet. he's 18, right? Yeah. Like he's 18 year old. I think he's 18 year old, but he's still a rookie. But Stutzla, I've been high on this kid. Oh man, he's awesome. For a long time. And I think he's only going to get better. Paulie loves Timmy the kid. Uh, man. Yeah. This guy is he's my fave. He's yes. fun to watch too, and I think Ottawa is gonna. You know, when's the last time Ottawa's had just like an electrical talent like that? You know, I remember when I was a kid. Yashin and Dag. No, it wasn't. That, wasn't <laughs> You're that not early. that old. That, not that was old. My, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. they had uh, when Marion Hosa was a rookie. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And just when they would like announce his name, they had Hosa and Havlat. Just some like young guys who were just so dynamic. Mike Fisher was still a young guy. Yeah. Um, and you know, you look at this team, they got Brady Kachuk, Drake Batherson, Tim Stutzla, you know, Connor Brown is, you know, I mean, he's not young, but it's it's an ex- it's an exciting team. And then you look at the back end, Thomas Shabbat, who I think he didn't have as great of a year as Ottawa fans would have liked. Yeah, he had just a huge because, role. Yeah. And huge you know, the team role. wasn't great, right? Yeah. Like he's playing against Matthews every night or, you know, Ellers and you know. But most teams in NHL have an unbelievable first line. So, like, that's just mm-hmm. his job. You know, my, my brother lived in Ottawa for a long time, and I got to go there and see a few games over the years. And one of the th- biggest things missing is the atmosphere in that rink. Because where they play out in Canada, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a long drive, a big commute in and out of the city. People are frustrated getting in and out of there all the traffic's time. Traffic's a nightmare. Dealing with the traffic. My dad used to make us leave, like, with three minutes left in overtime so we could <laughs> yeah, skip exactly. the traffic. Skip hated the traffic. it. <laughs> That's the worst. the worst. But I mean, a team needs a, a downtown arena. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. They've even they're even considering going to Gatineau, just to be yeah. closer, just to be closer to the downtown God, core. I hope not. But I mean, <laughs> but this is something that's right. important to me. I mean, I think it's you got to have that identity. You got to have that that arena that nobody wants to go play in because it's tough to be there. And they yeah. just it, the atmosphere in that rink is kind of like corporate. It's kind of business like. Yeah, but th- this team has been. On two big runs in the last what decade, mm-hmm. well, a decade and change, mm-hmm. and both those years, man, when when they started going, the fans started to show up. Right, you true. Know? So, I mean, I wouldn't want to go see this team get walloped every night either. But you know, especially having to drive all the way out to Canada. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, so yeah, uh, putting what a grade on them. them? Yeah. I'm going to say uh, not a ton of additions uh, during a rebuild. Um, I don't even know who they took in the first round. Was it Pinto? Pinto was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to give him a C. I don't love it, yeah. but this is a process. You don't fix things overnight. So That's true. I agree with that. Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa. Next, the Montreal Canadiens. Mm. The Montreal Canadiens. Um, everyone is extremely familiar with what they were able to accomplish last year. An incredible run. 
highly unlikely, but I mean, it was just a miracle story. Uh, for those of you, I'm a huge Leafs fan, so they ripped my heart out. But <laughs> but it was that. a team that you just couldn't not be rooting for. Yeah. Right. And they were the ultimate underdogs every round. They just found a way to get it done. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if they can keep it going. Mm-hmm. And the big loss, which is so unfortunate for the NHL and especially for the Montreal Canadiens, but is uh, Shea Weber. Yeah. Right? Irreplaceable. Right? Absolutely. And it's confirmed he's, is he done for good or just definitely done for the season? Well, they're already hinting that he's done for his, his career's over. So if yeah. they're even mentioning it, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's not going to be back. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you, you go through uh, who they've lost. Uh, you know, Phil Deneau, I also think, is going to be a huge loss. People don't realize. Huge loss. You know, I didn't realize how good this guy was and how important this guy was until Nate McKinnon actually said, uh, this guy should win um, uh, the Selkie every year. That's how good this guy is. Yeah. You know, people, I think, were hard on Deneau for years and years because he wasn't, you know, scoring like a first-line center should be. Yeah. But that was never his job, you know. But I also um, am a huge Dom Ducharme fan, yeah. their coach. This guy is a genius. Yeah. He's an actual genius. Yeah. And the, when he gets a hold of that team, you know, they, they have picked up a few pieces. David Savard, just another solid defenseman, can step in, fresh off a cup. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed uh, Mike Hoffman. Christian Dvorak, I think, is going to be a big pickup for them. Yeah. Hoffman, we'll see. You know, he's been a bit of a, you know, a bit of a... Uh, he's a power play specialist. But he can shoot the puck, you Yeah, know? he's got a great shot. Uh, Matthew Perot. <laughs> what about Druin? I mean, I'm, I know, Jesse, yeah. you, you know him. Um, yeah. You know Dom Ducharme. You're close with some of these guys. I was going to ask you, first of all, I know we talked about Ducharme the la- last season, but what yeah. is the, the one thing about him that makes him such a great coach? I just think the way he gets everyone on the same page and working together... No one ever has to be confused about your role. Right. And even if your role is a bit smaller than anyone else's, you know that it's what you're doing to win. Mm -hmm. He doesn't diminish anything. Mm -hmm. And he's so good at teaching you the way he wants to play. Right. And just expecting excellence. Yeah. It it was like unlike anything I'd ever experienced, uh, you know, whether in hockey or, you know, in work, anything. This guy was just like an incredible leader. You know, when he list when he spoke, you just listened. You like didn't want to let him down, right? Because I don't know if you were. I was a bit scared of him, but <laughs> he never yelled. There was nothing like that. It was just this guy, man. He could teach you the game. I still remember everything the way he we played on that team. I remember everything about it. Right. And when I watch the Montreal Canadiens play now, I see so many of those things. And we talked about this. Yeah. The speed they have through the neutral zone. How little time they spend in their own zone regrouping. You know, some teams will go D to D. Maybe back it up. They never do that. They have one speed in the neutral zone and they'll stretch it out. They'd rather stretch out a puck and just chip it in in the zone and get in on the offense and speed, speed, speed all mm-hmm. over the ice. And I think that's what made them so relentless. And with, you know, they have a pretty, I think last year why their, their run was so good was they had four, you know, lines that could play. Right. And the when they would play that way, they were just relentless. And I think the top, the top lines, you know, when they're playing, like going back to that playoff series, when they're playing against, the Canadians, or sorry, when they're playing against the Leafs, yeah. they're playing against Matthews, or they, you know, when they're playing against Vegas, these teams, like, they would hang in there when they were getting the top lines. Yeah. And then, you know, they'd get to Foley out there against the third line, and he would just, you know, score a goal. Yeah. 
you know. Jonathan Drouin, is he yeah. is he ever going to be the player that he once was? Uh, even like he had a couple of big years in Tampa as a youngster, and it was like, okay, well, he's going to be even better next year. Yeah. He's going to be better next year. And you know, he's he's gone through some struggles, yeah. and you know, he's it's been pretty, um, you know, it's been in the, in the news a lot about his struggles. Um, seemingly, he's got an anxiety disorder. Mm. Um, it's it's something that a lot of players deal with, and he's dealing with it in the biggest hockey market in the world. Yeah. Um, the fact that he had to step away from the team, um, what kind of respect does he have coming back in the dressing room for going out there, getting himself right, mm. taking the time to to be a pro and yeah. do what's right instead of trying to you know play through it like a lot of people would try yeah. to do? What are your thoughts on that? I, I mean, yeah, I think it's a good thing of where the game is now because I think not even a, even just going back a few years that would have never happened. Right. You know, this guy just would have faded away, and mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate, but. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of courage, especially for a guy like Joe, who's just, he's you know, he's a quiet guy. and But I don't think people understand just how good this guy was, how much hype there was around him. Mm-hmm. You know, even from the time he was, I think, 15, you know, to be in that level of a spot, like, you know, Quebec kid playing in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, absolutely terrorizing it, just yeah. dominating it, dominating the CHL. You know, top picked in the NHL. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you know, going to Montreal with all that kind of expectation. Sergachev goes to Tampa the other way. That's always just there. Yeah. You know, and then I don't think anyone can sit there and say, you know, he buckled under the pressure or no. he's a bust God, or anything no. like that. No. I mean, just what he's been able to accomplish already Absolutely to this not. point. No. And I think, and I really hope. Uh, you know, he could come back and just get like 90 points. I'd love to see it. As would I. You know, be a great do story. I think he'll ever be what we had all thought? No, but that happens, right? But people were thinking this guy was going to get 3 million points a year. Yeah. And, but again, you know, who knows? You slot him into that third line, second line, power play. Yeah. He's super, super talented. And one of the best things that I heard about this whole ordeal it's because it was a shock, right, when he left. Yeah. Right. It was a shock. Everyone was shocked. No one knew what was happening. I remember Dom had a press conference, and he said, "You know what? Right now, we're not worried about Jonathan Drouin, the hockey player. We're worried about yeah. Jonathan Drouin, the person." Yeah. And that's when it told me that the Canes are doing the right thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, the 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 talk, and the rumor has been the Canes have been more than welcoming, helping him out, which is just great to see. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, he can come back. And I mean, he he's still a really good player. Yeah. You know. 30 to 50 points. I mean, that helps, right? Yeah. So I, I, I've I, got nothing but respect for him and what he's been able to do, what he's already accomplished. He's an incredible talent. And yeah. I think anyone who who takes that away, I don't think they really understand anything. It's hard for people to to kind of... <clears throat> when Invisible injuries kind of thing. It's right. like a concussion. Right. Mental health issues and concussions, they're, no, they're Freddie invisible. Freddie Anderson last year, right? Yeah. Same sort of thing. Exactly. So invisible injuries are really hard for people to accept when you see a guy... And, you want him to suck it up, you yeah. know. People are just c- coming back to that old school mentality. But yeah. uh, I agree with you, and I'm glad uh, you know he's got Dom there with him because they have a they have a, a history. Yeah, and uh, it seems like they're doing exa- like like you said the right thing. Yeah. Um, what do you? I got one more question for that yeah, before yeah. we move oh, on. Oh, for that. God! <laughs> <laughs> We're milking this mo- a moment. I mean, like Montreal, uh, Montreal. <laughs> I have one more question about the hats. <laughs> Love of God. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Um, so David Savard's gonna slot in on the second pair yeah. with Romanov. 
Yeah. What do you What do you think of that pair? I, I think nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but let's hear what Jesse Baby food, eh? It's yeah. just baby <laughs> food. Like, come on. Baby food, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, he's going to come in fresh off a cup, right? Yeah. Um, he's going to be great for Romanov. Uh, I think Romanov uh, can take a big step. They need him yeah. to. Um, Give him some room to roam around out there a little bit more with yeah. playing with Savard. Yeah, I think so. Savard just, again, he's going to know his role. Sign yeah. a nice ticket. Four years. Another guy I don't think we've mentioned yet is Cedric Paquette. Yeah. Another guy is just going to add some more depth. Matt Perot, again, we've mentioned him. Yeah. Christian Dvorak. I mean, they're going to add some pieces. Yeah. You know? And But I think losing Cockneyemi, I don't know if I'm as big on him as other people are. Yeah. You know he's been he was healthy scratch in the playoffs. I mean, that's enough said. Mm-hmm. Phil Deneau is going to be a huge loss. I think Corey Perry was huge for that team. I don't think real people realize it. Mm-hmm. And Tatar, I mean, I can't believe he got the money he did. So whatever, there's no way much I was going <laughs> to that. That was a that. bad deal. I <laughs> think. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I'm with you. I had the. I also have the Habs. Uh, this division's insane. Yeah. So the fact that the uh, the Habs went would not have made the cup or made the playoffs last year if this was the division. And um, I, I, I feel like the top four in that division are just way too strong, and the Habs are going to be struggling to, uh, to get through there. Yeah. So uh, offseason, they lost a couple big players, um, but they've added a couple different pieces. I think they're betting on their core. I'm going to give them a B. I'm going to give them a B, but I, right. I don't, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. So, Paul. Moving on, brother. Yes. <laughs> Moving on, brother. Oh, one more Finally. question on the Habs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, the next... Me. Team on my list is the Boston Bruins. Ah, no. Best part of the show, boys. (laughs) Fourth. (laughs) He's got them fourth in the Atlantic. Everyone 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 makes mistakes. (laughs) Everyone makes mistakes. The Boston Bruins in fourth. Okay, so third in the Atlantic. I'm going to go. No, I'm just kidding. So So the Boston Bruins, uh, their biggest additions, uh, Nick Foligno, Eric Halla, Thomas Noshik, Linus Allmark, uh, Derek Forbert. Um, but the big losses, huge losses. You know, these are legacy pieces gone. David Krejci, I mean, that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. This guy is a stud player. He's been, a, you know, a, a staple on that team for years and years and years. Uh, I think another big loss, uh, again, another legacy piece, Tuka Rask. Losing Tuka Rask, that's going to hurt. Um, I'm still not even sure what the story is. Did he just retire or did he just leave? Um, he's, he's apparently not done, um, but he had surgery, didn't he? So he's going to be out for a long time. He hasn't been re-signed. So. He's supposed to come back in January or something. Yeah. Back to the Bruins? Okay, well, still. Yeah. Anyway, that hurts. But um, what they did do is they added some good pieces. I think Felino will help. He, he, I mean, he didn't exactly fit, fit the bill at the Leafs, but he was injured, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think they've, they've brought in Linus Allmark. Who knows? Maybe playing on a, a better team. Might be able to do some good for him, and then they re-signed, uh, you know, Taylor Hall, which is great. Brandon Carlo, which will help. Um, you know, so I I think this is going to be good for that team. I think with the off season, just losing those guys, but still being able to give Bruins fans the hype. I'm actually going to give them an A minus. You know, being able to I'm hang right in there. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this team's going to be good. They're always just such a tough out, right? Like. You know, yeah. you look at that lineup. That first line is is still the line, mm-hmm. one of the best in the NHL. Still Absolutely. get it done. Brad Marchand, yeah. Patrice Bergeron. I mean, the amount of Olympians that are gonna be on this team. Mm-hmm. But you look at their second line. Charlie Coyle, I think, is a very good player. Taylor Hall. You know, hopefully he can continue that momentum. Probably even do a bit more now. He's, you know, breathing fresh air out of Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and just their D. You know, I, I think they've 
they've been plagued with injuries on their back end, so we mm-hmm. haven't really seen the Bruins. But they got Charlie a young, young decor there. Yep, Charlie McAvoy is going to be, you know, just another year. Um, I've always liked Brandon Carlo, who's, you know, he's had a bit of a tough go with injuries, but, um, you know, I think it, you know, look, the Bruins have been the Bruins for a long time. They've mm-hmm. just been a really good team. The huge question mark is going to be goaltending. Yeah. You know, they've always had. Totally. Right. So, but it's still with such losses of that magnitude, mm-hmm. with still being able to generate some hype, I think, I think you got to give them credit. A minus. Absolutely. I'm Paul, what sure. do you think, bud? I'm not worried at all. <laughs> not worried at all. I'm pretty sure we're bringing the cup home again this year. Right. Yeah, <laughs> just like we kind of almost did last year. Right. A couple yeah. of pesky teams got in the way. But, uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for all the teams in the NHL, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if year. there was no other team in the NHL. <laughs> is right. Jeremy Swayman yep. going to get his chance? I know you're big on Swayman, Paul. I'm a big Swayman fan. I yeah. think this is the year and uh, the opportunity for him to actually show that, yeah, Rask might be sitting out, and he may or may not come back. Who yeah. knows? Um, if Rast doesn't come back, I mean that opens a lot of room in the cap. Yeah, I mean they could uh, really pick up someone, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think Swayman, yeah, he's gonna be a, a good. He's gonna two. get an opportunity. Gonna be a good number Omar. two. And Boston loves those stories. I mean, who knows? Maybe. You know, come November, we're not even talking about it anymore, and this that's, is the guy. Or, or that's the only thing we're talking about, right? Jeremy <laughs> Swayman, Jeremy Swayman, yeah. Jeremy Swayman. Yeah, I mean, it's never wouldn't you happen. be happy? <laughs> yeah. Any other questions about Boston? No, I, get, uh, I got nothing. We can. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. Extend this a little bit more if you want. Look, at the end of the day, you can't sleep on that top line. They're called the perfection line. Yeah. I mean, what a name. Yeah. Right, the perfection and Taylor line. Hall is on the second line. Yeah, so yeah, so they need Taylor bad. Hall to find that MVP's type speed, and I think this team can be dangerous. But right now, mm-hmm. I have them slotted about middle of the pack. Um, but again, I think they're like the Penguins or the uh, the Caps. Mm-hmm. You know, they could they could have kind of a sleeper of a year and still make it in the playoffs and upset a few teams. Absolutely. Or they could just crush the division and win a cup. Yeah. And Mar and Marshawn retires. <laughs> 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 right. So okay, so. No, so you've got them, you got them in third team. place. Fourth. Or sorry, fourth place, sorry. Just uh, making wait. the playoffs ahead of the Haps. One, two, three, four. Yes. Five, right? Yeah. No, five. Fifth. Yeah, One, two, three. The, from the from bottom, the bottom yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, math guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that> guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Paul's here, guys. Yeah, come, on. Well, come on. Okay, yeah. so. Up next. Up next. Who do you got Everyone's favorite team to talk uh, about. Here we go. What we've been talking about all night. T-Dots. The Toronto Maple Leafs. I have third in the division. Now, before we get into additions and changes, I want to set something up for you guys. I think the Leafs, from what I can remember, this is the most pressure that I've ever seen this team under wow. coming into a season. As long as I've been a Leafs fan, which has been a long time, yeah, I don't think I can remember a season where the Leafs are going to have more pressure on them, like the pressure to perform Guys like Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Morgan Riley, these guys aren't the darlings anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you think back last few years, right? They lose to Washington. You know, they finally get over the hump. They're back in the playoffs. They lose. Washington goes on. I think they win the cup that year. Mm-hmm. Next year, they get stunned by the Bruins, right? Bruins beat them in seven. Bruins go on to, I think, losing the cup final, right? To whoever it was, I can't. We remember. never lose in the cup final. We allow someone to win. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Yes. right so thought. you know they they make it, uh, and I think they have one more year where they lose to a team, uh, the Bruins again, who go on to another huge run. And 
And then I think the lockout year when they lost to Columbus stung, but it was, you know, it was three games set. Yeah. And they were stunned. But last year was like eat your heart out, Leafs fans. Like that was probably the lowest. That was the straw. That was and now I think, you know, you look at, you know, Marner who was like the guy, right? He was just like such a darling. And so I guess before we get into what they've lost yeah. and what they've gained coming into the season, this is the most pressure I think I've ever seen this team under to perform. Because if not, then I think there's going to be starting to be questions about Kyle Dubas, mm-hmm. you know, Sheldon Keefe already. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at this team last year and the amount of talent they've had, like the second half of the season, they had like five power play goals. Yeah. And in the playoffs, they were abysmal in the playoffs, yeah. uh, power play. How is that possible? Right, so they fired that guy. They brought in their new coach, a guy who was in the AHL, coach of the year. He's the new power play guy. Um, Chinowith is his name. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, he can square that power play up. But they've also lost a couple pieces, right? Yeah. Um, the biggest one is Freddie Anderson. Yeah, now they're betting on Jack Campbell, right? And he had a great run, and it's a great story. But again, great stories aside, (laughs) you better win, Leafs. (laughs) You better win, or there's gonna be riots in the city. Yeah, you know. Be, no. It's gonna be nuts. And but, ja- Jack Campbell's credit—he yeah. handled that really well last well. year. He actually outperformed. He almost outperformed uh, Carey Price in that series, yeah. even though, you know, they can't—they ended up losing the series. But he was phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, you know, he earned this. He earned it. And yeah. but again, you know, we'll let Leafs need him to continue that that yeah. pace. And I hope it works out because again, it's a great story. But another big loss that I don't think um, people realize is going to be quite large is Zach Hyman. Mm. Yeah, utility piece. It was just like when we when we lost Connor Brown, and how important that was to the team, and how important he was. When you get a guy who can just play on both sides of the puck, just be trusted out there. It's like, obviously, I'm not going to con- compare him to Patrice Bergeron. I would never do that, Paul. But a Patrice Bergeron who can just be on offense, defense, and you just know he's going to do the right thing. Yeah, right. Zach Hyman, I think, was that guy where he you can put him on that first line, you can put him on the third line, you can put him on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. And Connor Brown was that guy, and look is what that, he's done with the Sens. Is that what Nick Ritchie's going to have to do? But I just I don't know if I see him as that player. Yeah. But again, you know, if you think about it, Matthews and Marner, you know, uh, they 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 shouldn't be playing in their own zone. Yeah. So they don't need a guy who's going to play defense. You know what I mean? But so we'll see. Um, I think they have him slotted in at uh, Nick Ritchie slotted in playing with those two guys. I know that's insane. Yeah, which this is guy's crazy. getting so many opportunities because he he was on the top line for a yep. little while as a rookie in in Anaheim. Yeah, then ended up in Boston. Yep. And I think uh, another guy that I think is set to have a breakout year. Uh, I mean, he's already established player, but I think he's going to be really really good. Is Nylander. Yeah, and you know I know Leafs had such a disappointing playoffs last year, but he was a a real shining. Like, I think he had five goals in the series, eight points, seven games, and that yeah. was after Tavares went down. Yeah. Um, so again, I think he's going to step up. He looks, he looked great in the preseason game this morning. But you know, mm-hmm. this morning HK, we're talking about no, the no, game. We always morning. say this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so uh, look, you know, the, but uh, again, I don't have him first because I, I, you know, I think there's holes in this team, and I think they they got exposed. And I think their decor has holes. Um, you know, Sandine and Dermot on the back end, you know, just, I don't know. Hopefully Sandine can take a big step forward, but, and then, you know, Kerfoot third line, I, I like him. I like him on that third line role, yeah. but you know, if you think about the teams you're competing against, you know, look at what Tampa Bay had, you know, Blake Coleman, you know, um, who else was on that third Yanni line? Gord. Yanni Gord. I mean, yeah. that's who you're playing against on the third lines, right? So yeah. 
Um, and they got they, that those bottom four, the bottom six on the Leafs got mutated in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mutated. Yeah. So I don't like their bottom six. I still think that you know uh, it, Leafs fans have such a bitter taste in their mouth. But the way that this team dominated yeah. the regular season last year, like they just dominated the season, right? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I'm with you there, Jess. I mean, they're in a that, that, that those top four teams in that division are so close. Yeah, um, the Leafs could easily be, win the division, um, mm. or they could finish fourth place. Yeah, uh, I think I'm protecting myself for the <laughs> from disappointment. disappointment. Yeah. No, but so. I think you really you're you. It's true what you said there. There's a lot of pressure on those guys this year, and yep. and you know Tavares going out in the playoffs, he's got that something hurt. to prove. Yep. Uh, Matthews not scoring a goal. Um, just looking like he was like you know like a sad little puppy on the bench yeah. in the playoffs. Like just his body language, those are the little things that I think Sheldon Keefe's got to work on with those yeah. guys. Like as much they deal with a lot of heat and a lot of yeah. pressure, but they've got to they've got to they've got to turn that around. It'll be interesting to see how they're going to react because yeah. again now I think the micro like the microscope is on them yeah. every game and it's going to get back to it and it's either going to crush them mm-hmm. or. They're going to embrace it, and this is what they need. So That's we'll right. see. But off-season-wise, they've added a ton of other pieces, uh, just like depth guys that, you know, that, that are they're going to – and I think you're going to see throughout the first half of the year, every night's going to be a different lineup. Like I think this Michael Bunting guy, mm. hopefully he can, yeah. you know, step up. But, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll see because uh, Andre Cache – I mean, there's a good chance this guy ends up in the NHL. So, yeah. who knows? Uh, there's a lot of pressure on this team. Off-season-wise, I'm going to give them a B. Okay. Um, they didn't really do much to improve, but they, I think they held on to, you know, not get any worse. But, yeah, yeah a lot of pressure on this team. All the pieces are there. All the pieces are still Look, there. Th- there's nothing you're going to add to this team. They have the, you yeah. know, they don't have the money to add anything else. <laughs> That's true. So, anyway, they got a lot so, of money up front. So, I'm putting them at, at uh, third. And now... Moving into second, Tampa Bay Lightning. Ooh, the Tampa Cup Bay champs. Lightning. The Cup champs, yep. Again, I just, watching this team in the playoffs last year, we talked about this going into the final. Um, they just, they couldn't be beat. Like, this team just could not be beaten last year. And no one could stop them. Um, I, I still just think, I don't have them winning the division just because they this team just looks like a veteran bunch to me that... Uh, they don't really care if they win the league or not, if they win the league again or not. But the, once they get in, they're just they're not gonna be stopped. Yeah, they're so good up front. Their back end is just next level. Yeah, they're, they got the best goal in the NHL. Um, you know, they, they've I think another big piece that they've added. I know they've lost. They lost that kind of third line that was so dominant for them. Coleman, Barkley Goudreau. Goudreau. Yeah, yeah. They lost that line. Yanni Gord going to uh, Seattle. I think he's gonna be a fan favorite there. Mm-hmm. But so that's going to be a big loss. But they picked up Corey Perry. Will he have the same kind of spunk he had before? I don't know. But you know, this team just—it's just another year. They—they they haven't really lost any of their core. Stamkos another year older, sure. But you know, these guys are still—you know—Kucherov can still win the league. These guys actually, maybe they'll actually play this season for once. <laughs> not just come back to the final. But anyway, look, business as usual for the Tampa Bay Lightning, man. There's not even much to be said that hasn't well, been There's started. a lot of identity change there, though. Yeah. Like you said, in the their bottom, their bottom six forwards, yeah. uh, there's a lot of big changes there. So they're going to have to learn learn how to play with that with a new identity there. Yeah, um, yeah but they're they got the high end skill. They uh, yeah. like you said, they got the best goalie in the world. Yeah, this team is still built to win. Oh yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Signed Braden Point's a huge deal. Yeah, well, you he know. deserves it. Uh, he's, yeah. he's phenomenal. He'll be first-line Team Canada probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, anyway, so look, business as usual in this team, moving on. I mean, there's not much else to be said. They'll probably win the cup again, for crying out loud. <laughs> Please, no, but, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway. Corey Perry's desperate. So. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good to see, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so, look, I'm a team I'm extremely excited to talk about, last team. Yeah. What um, did you give them? What was your what was Oh, your yeah, grade? Tampa Bay. Uh, look, they lost key, key pieces, I think. Yeah. You know, a cup champ losing their entire third line like that. Big pieces who slid up and down. It's out of their control. It's just the it's just the way it is. But I think they've added a couple pieces. I think Corey Perry is going to help. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll actually give them. I will actually give them a B plus for keeping somewhat the integrity of the team, even though it was completely out of their control. Right? Guys need money. Guys get picked up in the draft. Blake Coleman moving on. Um, I'll, but I'll still just give them a B plus in because. You can't keep everyone. Savard gone. Yeah, they knew he was going to be gone when they when they yeah, got him. So exactly. Yeah, yeah, he was a rental. Yeah, yeah. So I still think this team is dangerous, but it'd be nice to see someone else win. But this team could be <laughs> lifting a cup again in a year in no time. Yeah. So the team I have winning the division, a team I'm really excited to talk about, the team I've been on for probably the last year and a half now, the Florida Panthers. I have them winning the division. Who would have thought someone would say those words like five years ago? This team. Ladies and gentlemen, look them up and watch them. And if you didn't watch the first round matchup last year against Tampa Bay oh, that and Florida, way. that was one of the greatest playoff series I've ever watched <laughs> that I would never watch them play. But I'll tell you right now, I will not miss a game when these two teams play. So the thing I'll start with first, on their back end, they had a huge injury last year, right? Mm -hmm. Ekblad going down halfway through the year, missed the rest of the season. Gruesome, gruesome injury. Well, he's back. He's healthy. Mm -hmm. Stud defenseman. In that injury, my good buddy, Mac Weger, stepped up. Yep. And all of a sudden, burst onto the scene as one of the top two-way defense, old-school type defenseman. Two-way, solid, probably get around 20 points, 25 points maybe. I think he's got an outside chance at the Olympics. It's just the way he plays. Yep. I actually think he can make the Olympic team. I hope he does. I played with him in junior. played against him growing up. This guy is just... Awesome, awesome human being yeah. and just an awesome player. You look at that, you know, you get Ekblad back, whether they play together or they split them up. You put mm -hmm. them together. You get Forsling and Montour. I think Braden Montour on the back end. Brandon Montour, sorry. Really, really good defenseman, especially in that four slot. Are you kidding me? And then Nunavara and just the hammer. Radko. Radko. <laughs> right? Just buries people. And that, that guy. first round, yeah, man, they tough. beat the snot out of Tampa Bay and I think they just ran out a little bit of gas at the end. And... You know, exactly. And so you're pointing to the screen right yeah. now. Where's this Where's this going with Spencer Knight? Tell Spencer me. Spencer Knight, who could very well be team uh, USA's starting goalie. Wow. Backing up Sergei Bobrovsky, the, I think one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive goalie in the NHL. Yeah. I think he took the job, right? It looks like that right now. But he took it in the playoffs last year, right? Yeah. And, you know, you get him in there. Bobrovsky, their coach, is... Um, Chicago guy there won all the Quenville. Quenville. Yeah. Um, oh, they're certainly well coached, man. And I'm with you. This team is fun to watch. Yeah. Really yeah. fun team. And to then watch. you look at their forwards, man. Yeah. You know, uh, Sam Reinhardt was just a, a revelation when he went to Florida. Just again, another guy who, because he was in Calgary, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Calgary made it out of there playing with Barkov. Verhage is just like this, like, you know, he was this like wrecking ball out there. Mm -hmm. um, second line, Bennett. Huberto, Tippett. Huberto is is 
if you don't, if people don't realize this, he's one of the best players in the NHL. Absolutely, and and uh, I, I, Owen Tippett's highly underrated yeah. as a as a second line line winger here with Huberdeau. But yeah. you're right, man. That guy is. I'm surprised he's not. I mean, they're so well spread out. Like if yeah. you look at their lineup, they don't stack anything. No, they're gonna roll four. Oh yeah, and they did. Yeah, and they're gonna they come in hard and heavy and fast and furious. I just think the reason why they actually didn't get through Tampa Bay was they were taking too many penalties. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tampa Bay was just yeah. ripping them apart on the power play. Yeah. And then they'd have to score five, and they would, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't get through. So I think this team's going to be a year older. The third line, Marchman, Duclair, and our boy. Jumbo. Jumbo. <laughs> I think there's a reason why he signed in Florida. Yeah. He, this guy's chasing a cup. He probably should have retired five years ago, but he's yeah. hanging in there for a cup, and I think he picked Florida for a reason. Mm-hmm. This team, you know. There's a you, lot of grit there, too, man. Like. Yeah. You you look at you look at like Anthony Duclair and yep. Hornquist. These guys they'll go to war every yep. single night. Yeah, it's yep. just the way they play. Petrano too and yeah. Noel Chari can get it done. Yeah, Petrano can score some big goals. Yeah, one of the better decors in the NHL. I mean, look, they were such a deep decor. Keith Yano was in the stands, you know. And I really like this team, and they just got another year older. Um, I think they're ready for that breakout. Hopefully they can stay healthy, especially on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Uyghur is a, is a defenseman to keep your eye on. Um, you know, I think he's going to become a household name if he's not already. And, um, yeah, so that's my that's my list. I'm going to give them – I mean, I don't even know what they added in the offseason. Yeah, so – oh, yeah, so they brought in Sam Reinhart mm-hmm. uh, and, Brand, and Brandon Montour. Again, yeah. just another piece on that decor, which yeah. might have been their couple holes just based on injuries last year. But he'll be a huge piece, um, and yeah, I mean, like I love this team. Yeah, I love this team. The Battle of Florida. It's gonna be. Uh, oh yeah. Gonna I, be, if I to- can, if you take one thing away from this podcast, do not miss a game between the <laughs> Lightning and the Panthers next year ever. Yeah. Cancel. Quit your jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the game. <laughs> Don't quit your jobs. <laughs> so yeah, that's my offseason moves. I mean, uh, look, they didn't do much, but there's not much to do in this team. Jumbo Joe, I'll give him a B plus. <laughs> there you go. So to rip through it, I've got Florida first, Lightning second, Leafs third. I got the Bruins, uh, and then I got Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo. That's a great list, man, and I think you. I think uh, I would have had it very similar to you as well. Um, I I don't have the Habs. I have the Habs battling for that fourth playoff spot um, with the Boston Bruins. I think those. I think you're really. I think you got that one right. Um, Florida and Tampa are just too strong. Yeah. Um, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. Uh, and the bottom feeders are the bottom feeders there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a big yeah. discrepancy no in that division. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Abbott, folks. That's our that's our Eastern Conference preview. Um, I want to thank you, Jess, for joining the podcast. My pleasure, guys. Always uh, really excited uh, for the rest of this season um, with you on board. Um, we're going to have a great year, and uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, every couple of weeks. Like I said, a little bit different format this year, but. Uh, Onwards and upwards. And uh, if you'd like to know a little bit more about Jesse Lucier, um, he was a guest on the show last year. I think it was episode 42 was the first time he was on. And uh, all the stories from his career and where he's been. So, yeah, have a listen to that. Go back and uh, brush up on your Jesse Lucier. And um, and come back with some questions and comments for us. You can reach us at any time uh, at Across the Pond HK um, on Facebook, Instagram, um, or, or our website or Gmail. Uh, just get in touch with us if you want to comment on our predictions or let us know what your thoughts are. 
Uh, Polly, thanks again uh, for helping us kick off oh, season yeah. three here tonight. Yeah, yeah, all the hard work was done over here, boys. That's <laughs> right. Polly's always doing the hard work yeah. for us. I almost hurt my back today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're really excited, folks. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to coming back in two weeks with our Western Conference preview. Can't wait. All right, folks, that was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey! Hey! Yeah! Cheers to that, boys. Yeah. Hey, cheers to that yeah. one. Cheers to that. Nice work.